are listening to a Commonwealth Bank of Australia Global Economic and Markets Research Podcast. This podcast provides general market-related information and is not intended to be an investment research report. The information contained in this podcast is based on previously published material, and before listening, you're advised to read the full Global Economic and Markets Research Disclaimers, which can be found at combankresearch.com.au. Welcome to the Global Economic and Markets Research Podcast. My name is Belinda Allen and I'm a Senior Economist here at ComBank and today I'm joined by our Head of Australian Economics, Gareth Aird. Gareth, nice to have you on on what has been a massive week. G'day, Belinda. Yeah, it's good to be on and as you rightly say, it has been a very big week, not just for financial markets Mm. but for the Australian economy, for households and for businesses. Good way to, to wrap it up. So we had the Reserve Bank of Australia start its rate hike cycle on Tuesday where they lifted the cash rate from 0.1% to 0.35%. Now, it was the move, I guess, wasn't surprising. It was the size of the move that was a little bit surprising. Uh, Gareth, we had the RBA delaying in June. They went in May. Uh, it really was a coin twice coin toss after that strong Q1 CPI data, but what did the RBA have to say for themselves? Well, that, that's right, um, and, and regular listeners mm. to the podcast will, will know that we thought June uh, in, a, in a close call would be the month that they would end up delivering the first rate hike, and we'd had that view actually from very early on uh, this year, and, and that view was based on the idea that they wanted to see not just the inflation data in Q1, which is obviously incredibly strong, but they would also wait for official data on wages and labour costs before raising the cash rate. But what turned out to be the case was the Q1 CPI was so strong that I think they felt um, there was no point delaying any longer. And then they sort of got around the wages side of things by referring to their uh, liaison and also what the business surveys had been telling them on wages, Um, which was interesting to some extent because those same business surveys are actually been signalling that inflation pressures were very strong in the economy. But at the end of the day, in, in the grand scheme of things, it, it doesn't really make too much difference whether or not they've, they've gone in May or June. Um, but what really matters from here is what the what the tightening cycle actually looks like. Um, it was interesting, as you pointed out, that they delivered a 25 mm-hmm. basis point increase in the cash rate. There was actually nobody in the market calling for 25 basis points. Um, and the reason being is that it's taken the cash rate target now to an unorthodox level, which is 0.35%. Um, you know, most people that thought that they were going to move in May thought they would deliver 15 basis points, which would get the cash rate to 0.25%, and then we're back to a kind of normal increment. But um, when the governor was asked on uh, why why did he deliver 25 basis points, he said, well, it's a business as usual mm-hmm. hike. So if they continue um, to, to go down that path, the cash rate target will end up on these kind of unusual numbers um, but, but that, that's, that's effectively what the governor said when asked why they, why they did 25. It seems like the RBA are at pains to point out they want to get back to normality. So the, a normal interest rate hike is 25 basis points and they want to get back, I think, to more of a normal setting for interest rates from here. So based on what the governor said and based on their revised economic forecast, which we'll touch on in a minute, that has led us to make some changes to our view on how fast the RBA go and what the terminal cash rate is. So we now have them going a little bit quicker over coming months and also a higher terminal cash rate. That's right. It's, it's funny you say that the governor wants to get back to something of normality, but mm. you can't have both. You can't have 25 basis point increments in the cash rate and then have 
normal cash rate target levels because of the starting point. Yeah. Um, but, but what we've penciled in now as our rate hike profile is 25 basis point increases in June, July and August. So by that point, the RBA will have delivered 100 basis points of tightening. And we think that's a good time then to pause for a couple of months just to assess the impact of, of what rate hikes have already delivered are actually doing. Uh, then we've got the movie again in November, another 25 basis points, and then a further 25 basis points in February that would take the cash rate target to 1.6%. And at that point, we then have the Reserve Bank on hold over mm-hmm. the rest of 2023, given that they will have delivered a significant amount of tightening by then, um, given, given where we are in, in not too uh, long a period of time. And then as we know, there are lots of uh, fixed rate uh, home loans that will be expiring over 2023. And so that will mean you're getting some natural further tightening occurring uh, over next year, even with the Reserve Bank on hold. In, in a lot of ways, even though we've, we've made some adjustments to our, our profile, we haven't made any radical adjustments. Mm. Um, our message is still that the tightening cycle will be relatively shallow uh, by historic standards. And, and the reason being is that the level of household indebtedness is, is so significant. Um, the RBA obviously has a challenge uh, to get inflation down, given where it's at at the moment. Uh, but we think that's going to happen by virtue of the fact that these rate hikes will, will end up being quite powerful. Yeah, and, and the household sector is a lot more sensitive to rate changes than it was back in 2010 when we last had a rate hike cycle, just given the sheer lift in debt we've had over that period of time. And also really over the past two years, we saw a significant share of the stock of credit being lent out in the form of new lending. Now, let's talk a little bit about the RBA forecast. So Mm. we're recording this Friday afternoon. We got the statement on monetary policy out earlier today. And I'm just reading your note that you published and you've said it contains a radical upward revision to the RBA's inflation profile. I think that that's putting it quite nicely. They lifted their inflation forecast by 200 basis points. It was an incredible lift. Um, it's, it's, um, you know, the, in, a, in a, it, that's over just one, Wonderful, uh, yeah. one revision. Yeah. So they've basically um, decided that inflation won't be two and three quarter percent in 2022. It's going to be four and three quarter percent. Um, now, yeah. we never agreed with their previous forecast, but you know, this is as big an upward revision as you'll ever see um, in such a, a short period of time. And that's completely then changed their whole message. And we commented as a team when the statement came out on Tuesday, the governor's statement, it almost read like we had a different board Mm -hmm. and a different governor. Um, They've gone from being a central bank that was very much focused on generating higher uh, inflation and higher wages. And now they sound like a central bank, or they are a central bank, that is actually worried about inflation being too high and they're going to try and get it back down. Towards the Um, target, yeah. Towards the target, that's right. Um, and so we've ended up now with these with these forecasts that um, are very material upgrades or, or radical. Mm. And um, the, the, the message in there, because you can read into the forecast what they're actually signaling in terms of policy, um, such a significant upward revision in, in, in the inflation profile means they're going to be delivering quite a few rate hikes this year, yeah. um, which we always thought they'd end up doing a, a fair few anyway. But given they've kicked off in May and given the size of that upward revision, 
it makes then sense for them to be going in uh, June, July and August like we've got in our profile. And like this is a global phenomenon going on. Other central banks, namely the Fed this week, did a 50 basis point lift. The Bank of England did another 25 basis point lift. We've had the RBNZ go by 50, same as the Bank of Canada. The Reserve Bank of Australia has really joined that global movement of central banks being concerned about inflation and having this balancing act at the moment, which markets are very concerned about, of can they bring inflation down without causing a significant downturn in growth? And that's really going to be the challenge for a lot of these central banks globally is how they can do it. But looking at the RBA's forecasts, there's very little change on the economic growth front, still quite good growth numbers, and they have the unemployment rate going down to 3.6%. Yeah, that, that, that's right. Um, look, look it's, it's interesting because we've been making the point for some time uh, that the RBA's forecast on activity basically implied the economy could run hot mm. without any increase in prices. And we were always of the belief that if you're running a hot economy, you're going to get the prices side of the economy moving higher too. And that's what they've come around to basically in their forecast today. They've pretty much left the growth forecast unchanged, made some very modest revisions to the unemployment rate. Um, so the activity side of things is pretty much unchanged from where they were in February but it's all about the prices side of things. I think you make a really good point there about you know, central banks now sitting in an uncomfortable place where they they want to get then the rate of inflation down, but they also want to keep economic outcomes still strong and they don't want to take the unemployment rate higher. Mm. Um, having got it to where they, where they want it, which is a, a very low level. And I think in the Reserve Bank's case, um, their, their job is arguably harder than other central banks because our rate hikes are going to be so powerful and the policy transmission mechanism from what they do to how it impacts the household sector is so much more direct given as so many borrowers are on floating rate mortgages and even those borrowers that are fixed, you know, they're not actually fixed for that long and the fact that household debt in Australia is so much larger than it is in, in a number of other countries and just by way of comparison, um, household debt to GDP in, Austra- in Australia is 120% whereas in the US it's 80%. So our household sector carries 50% more debt than the US, US household sector. So what, what, what all that means is basically that you know, the, the impact of higher rates in Australia uh, will be more potent than it will be in, in rates go up in, in other places. And so the RBA's got a, got a, got a, uh, a, a somewhat of a tough job mm. here trying to cal- calibrate this tightening cycle in a way that, Keeps keeps the economy uh, running at a strong rate, but also brings the the level of inflation down. Um, now we think they can do it, um, but it's going to require a, a tightening cycle that's not too aggressive. Um, and and the tightening cycle that we've articulated is one we think that gets the balance right. Um, the, our our concern here is that the Reserve Bank, based on the, these big upward revisions to the inflation profile today, are uh, behind closed doors thinking they're going to be delivering a tightening cycle which is uh, more significant than what we've got. Mm. And I think that's then when you start running the risk of over-tightening. You you put too much downward pressure on home prices. You impact negatively consumer confidence. Households decide as a collective they want to save more money or repay their debt quicker because the, the speed of which rates are going up is uncomfortable. And then suddenly this very strong economy that you've got right now doesn't look so strong because 
policy is too restrictive. And especially in the context that we have uh, most other central banks, probably the Bank of England is the exception to this, that will have to tighten more because they're less sensitive to rate changes and also inflation's at a higher starting point. So we have the Fed doing more, RBNZ doing more, Bank of Canada doing more than what we're expecting here in Australia. So Gareth, I guess, you know, the question is from here, first rate hike since 2010, started in May, activity side of the Australian economy is very strong. What do we look at from here? So we're going to have to place a lot of weight on forward-looking data. What are you going to be keeping an eye on? Yeah, it's, it's a good question and we, we had a little team discussion about this yesterday around you know, what yeah. are the key things mm-hmm. to look at uh, in a tightening cycle because the, the, the headline data that um, gets a lot of attention is generally lagging data. So inflation data is lagging. It's not telling you about the future. It's picking up what's been happening. Um, you know, GDP, for example, is also lagging. Um, and and the unemployment rate. Those indicators are the ones that get most attention, but they're really picking up what's happened, um, not where the economy is going. So from the perspective of working out um, what are these rate hikes doing and how high should the Reserve Bank go based on how households and businesses are responding to the rate hikes, uh, we're going to be looking for things like consumer and business confidence, um, labour hiring intentions, uh, credit growth, uh, new home lending, uh, building approvals, uh, any changes in um, business uh, capex expectations, and of course the housing market and, and specifically their home prices. And the the reason we'll be focusing on that data is it's telling you more about the future rather than just the present. And I think if we see that data start to soften uh, over the next three or four months, once these rate hikes actually um, start to start to kick in in terms of impacting some of that stuff, then I think that's going to validate our, our view that the tightening cycle won't need to be too aggressive and that it will be relatively shallow. Um, now, we, we could be wrong here and, and you know, we, we love to say that we don't have a crystal ball, <laughs> but if it turns out to be the case that none of that data is actually really um, uh, softening, mm. then it probably does mean the RBA can go a bit further than with what, what we think they're going to do. So, uh, it's, it's a fascinating time. Actually, the other thing too that we will be keeping a look at and we'll obviously be publishing on is our um, high-frequency spending data. Yes. Now, even though that's a coincident indicator, it's telling you what's happening right now, If we, we, when we break it down and actually look into the discretionary mm. components of that expenditure, we'll be able to pick up very early if um, households are starting to change their or alter their spending decisions um, because of the higher interest rates and also because of higher inflation. Of course. If yeah. we think, and if we see things in our data like you know, spending, eating out, starting to slow, um, you know, personal care, some of the things which we would define as um, discretionary, then it will also be giving us an indicator that actually these rate hikes are starting to alter consumer behaviour. Certainly going to be an interesting time. It's been 12 years since that first rate hike. We have a lot of economists that haven't seen a rate hike cycle uh, before, but uh, showing our age here, Gareth, but you and I have seen rate hike cycles before, but it'll be certainly an interesting one to watch just given we haven't had one for so long. And the Australian economy does look very different to what it did 12 years ago. Gareth, no doubt we're going to be talking about this for the next few months. And beyond. Look, we are, and I'll just end on the line that there are many economists out there who, are, who haven't seen mm. a, a rate hike cycle, but there's also many households uh, who have borrowed money who have not experienced an increase in their interest rates. So 
there's a lot um, that's going to be new for a lot yes. of people out there, um, particularly for a lot of people that borrowed under the impression that rates weren't going to be rising until 2024 at the earliest which is what the Reserve Bank uh, had been saying uh, all through last year. So um, there, there's there's a lot going on. Um, the situation is pretty fluid. All res- upcoming Reserve Bank board meetings will be live. And I think um, yeah, our job really is now just to try and call this as best we can and, of course, to communicate it to all our clients. Excellent points, Gareth. Thanks so much for joining the podcast again. Thanks, Belinda. Now, you can read our write-ups of all the RBA's decision and communications this week, which Gareth Ed has published. So that's been on the 3rd of May 2022 and the 6th of May 2022 on combankresearch.com.au.